0: Listen, I want to encourage you guys, don't lie, and when you get caught in a lie, don't try and bring God into it. If you want to bring God into your life, simply own your garbage and repent. We do this so well, especially if you have a little shred of biblical information in you. You start to spiritualize your sin,
1: right? We start to, let's, if we can get God on our side, people will be like, oh, okay. If you consider how many mistakes you continue to make, despite knowing right from wrong, God's grace truly is a miracle. But as we find in the case of Isaac and Jacob today, we still experience the aftermath of our sin. Pastor Daniel will clarify what it means to reap what we sow, even while covered by grace. Now, here's Pastor Daniel in the book of Genesis, chapter 26, verse 26, with his continuing study entitled Blessing Jacob.
0: In verse 26 Look at what happens Then Abimelech came to him From Gerar with Ahuzath One of his friends And Fickle, The commander of his army And Isaac said to them Why have you come to me Since you hate me And you have sent me away from you And they said We have certainly seen That the Lord is with you So he said Let there now be an oath Between us Between you and us And let us make a covenant with you That you will do us no harm Since we have not touched you And since we have done nothing to you but good And have sent you away in peace Now you are now the blessed of the Lord Now you got to love these guys Because they banished him They didn't like him And now they come and say We sent you away in peace brother Talk about revisionist history But notice they see God's hand on their life And they just don't want to mess with Isaac And this makes me think of Proverbs 16, 7. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. That's Proverbs 16, 7. And that's exactly what we see here. They say, listen, let's make a covenant. Let's have no issues between us. You are so Totally blessed of the Lord. We want to be part of your team, bud. That's what they're asking. And notice in verse 30, so he made them a feast and they ate and drank. Then they arose early in the morning and swore an oath with one another and Isaac sent them away and they departed from him in peace. It came to pass the same day that Isaac's servants came and told him about the well which they had dug and they said, we have found water. So he called it Sheba. And Sheba literally means oath. And it says, Therefore, the name of the city is Beersheba to this day, which literally is the well of the oath or the well of the seven. When Esau was 40 years old, he took wives Judith, the daughter of Beri the Hittite, and Basimath, the daughter of Elon the Hittite, and they were a grief in the mind. To Isaac and Rebekah. Now They make this I love this Because these men Come to make peace With Isaac And he makes a feast For them And would to God That when people Come to make peace With us Who were formerly At enmity That we would Be peacemakers As well I know sometimes That people hurt us And we don't want To make peace And we don't want To receive People we don't want to forgive them But if you've been forgiven by Jesus God has forgiven us way more Than we ever need to forgive another person And that's why Jesus say, If you do not forgive Then you are not forgiven Because if we can harbor unforgiveness Against somebody It shows that we really don't grasp What God did for us in Christ The chasm that our sin created between us and God Is way greater than the chasm that someone sins No matter how horrific they are Between them and us That's the gospel That's the gospel Now They send them away We find they have more water And then all of a sudden the scene shifts in verse 34, and it says, When Esau was 40 years old, he took wives, Judith, the daughter of Barry the Hittite, and Basemath, the daughter of Elon the Hittite. Now, it's cool. Judith is a cool name, but I'm wondering where the Basimaths are. So, again, little girl names. You have a little Basimath, good name. You can call her Bassie, the Lassie. I don't know. I just... But no, n- notice... Setting the stage for what's going to happen next, of course. They don't say lassie anymore, do they? That's kind of like an old school term. But anyway, I digress. Notice that Esau, when he's 40, takes two wives, and they were a grief to the mind of Isaac and Rebecca Because he's marrying the people of the land. He's, he's not marrying. He's, he's becoming unequally yoked. That's what goes on. Now, we move in a chapter 27 and don't forget you can text in your questions you can tweet them in look at what happens now it came to pass when isaac was old and his eyes were so dim that he could not see that he called esau his older son and said to him my son and he said to him here i am then he said behold now i am old and i do not know the day of my death now therefore please take your weapons your quiver and your bow and go to the field and hunt game for me And make me savory food such as I love and bring it to me that I may eat that my soul may bless you before I die. So Isaac is preparing himself for the end of his life. And so you have to think that A considerable amount of time has elapsed now Between chapter 26 and 27 But ultimately Isaac's eyes are growing dim He can't see He doesn't know how many days he has left But he realizes he doesn't have as many days as he had before And he calls Esau, his son He says, son, come here Listen, I'm old, I want to bless you Go hunting And make me some of that good food that you make And if you recall Back in chapter 25 We find out that Jacob was beloved by his mother Rebekah because he was a mild man and Esau was loved by his dad because his dad liked the food. And so now we see he's saying, listen, go out, go hunting, make me some grub and I am going to bless you Esau. Now, verse 5. Now, Rebekah was listening when Isaac spoke to Esau, his son, And Esau went to the field to hunt game And to bring it Verse 6 So Rebekah spoke to Jacob her son Saying indeed I heard your father speak to Esau your brother Saying now let me make a point here Eavesdropping Always gets people in trouble Remember We, We saw it with Sarah When the visitors came She was listening in To a conversation that wasn't hers There's nothing worse when you hear part of a conversation Right Rebecca here is, she's listening. She's like, I'm hearing what's going on. And she decides she needs to get involved in this. So look at what happens. It says this, verse 6. So Rebecca spoke to Jacob, her son, saying, Indeed, I heard your father speak to Esau, your brother, saying, Bring me game and make me savory food, that I may eat it and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice according to what I command you. Go now to the flock and bring me... From there, two choice kids of the goats, and I will make savory food for them for your father, such as he loves. Then you shall take it to your father, that he may eat it, and that he may bless you before his death. Verse 11. And Jacob said to Rebecca, his mother, Look, Esau my brother is a hairy man, and I am a smooth-skinned man. Perhaps my father will feel me, and I shall seem to be a deceiver to him. And I shall bring a curse on myself and not a blessing. But his mother said to him, Let your curse be on me, my son. Only obey my voice and go and get them for me. So you see what's going on here. Rebecca wants Jacob to be blessed. Isaac wants to bless the older son. Now, don't forget that both parents know the prophecy that they received. That Jacob was going to be the recipient of the blessing. But what's going on is, in a sense, Isaac is being disobedient by wanting to bless his older son, and Rebecca is being disobedient because she's scheming, and Jacob has a little shred, a little shred of conscience, because she says, listen, Esau's all harried out. You know, I don't need to shave at all, all, and maybe my dad's going to feel my skin, and I'm going to get busted. That's, that's all the conscience we have from Jacob. That there's probably a good chance I'm going to get caught Notice he says, listen mom We shouldn't lie to dad because lying is a sin He's just worried he's going to get nabbed I mean, this is the chosen people of God Straight grace I mean So, Rebecca says, listen I'll make the food Just go take some of the goats We're going to get you the blessing Now and verse 14, And he went and got them and brought them to his mother, and his mother made savory food, such as his father loved. Then Rebekah took the choice clothes of her elder son Esau, which were, which were with her in the house, and put them on Jacob, her younger son. And she put skins of the kids of the goats on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck, Then she gave the savory food and the bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. Verse 18. So he went to his father and said, My father. And he said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? And Jacob said, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done just as you told me. Please arrive. Sit and eat of my gain that your soul may bless me. But Jacob said to his son, How is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord your God brought it to me you see what's going on here this is so deceptive I mean they're tricking Isaac by tricking Jacob out with fake skins on the smooth part of his neck putting Esau's clothes on and it's basically, who are you my son Jacob's like I'm Esau I mean I'm your firstborn it's me it's Esau and he's like well how'd you get it so quickly and of course he brings God into the deception The Lord your God brought it to me Now Listen I want to encourage you guys Don't lie And when you get caught in a lie Don't try and bring God into it If you want to bring God into your lie Simply own your garbage and repent We do this so well Especially if you have a little shred of biblical information in you You start to spiritualize your sin Right Right we start to let's, If we can get God on our side People will be like Oh okay Jacob is just lying through his teeth He's dressed in Esau's clothes He's got skin of goats To try and make him look hairy He's telling his dad he's Esau And he's like How did it happen so fast? Oh well God brought me this He's trying to bring Fold God into his lies I've always been told this And I believe this That God's work Must be done in God's way Don't take the cut corner God's work must be done in God's way And sometimes doing things God's way means it has to take longer than if you take the shortcut See, either way, by prophecy, Jacob was going to be the blessed one But it doesn't have to happen this way it doesn't have to happen this way Could you imagine if Jacob just trusted the Lord and Rebekah How that would have worked out How differently this would read Rather than Rebekah scheming And Jacob lying and all this stuff Could you imagine Isaac goes to bless Esau And was like uh uh-uh, uh I want you to bless Jacob Can you imagine if that's what it was But Jacob and Rebekah Are trying to help God out That's exactly what's happening here They're trying to help him out Now Look at verse 21. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Please come near that I may feel you, my son, whether you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, and he felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. But he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed them. And then he said, Are you really my son Esau? He said, here I am. And he said, bring it near to me that I may eat of my son's game that my soul may bless you. So he brought it near to him and he ate and he brought him wine and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, come near now and kiss me, my son. And he came near and kissed him and he smelled the smell of his clothing and blessed him and said, so Isaac's not sure. He sounds like Jacob. He smells like Esau. He's hairy like Esau. Are you really, my son? Because he can't see. But he smells him. He's like, man, this must be Esau. So he blessed him. And look at what it says in verse 27. It says this. It says, surely the smell of my son is like the smell of a field. <laughs> How are you guys not laughing at that? Think about what he just said. My son stinks like the field. That's what, that, that's this poetry right here. Surely the smell of my son is like the smell of a field which the Lord has blessed. Therefore, may God give you of the dew of heaven, of the fatness of the earth, and plenty of grain and wine. Let people serve you, and nations bow down to you. Be master over your brethren, and let your mother's sons bow to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you, and blessed be those who bless you. Wow. Notice this. God blesses the field. He prays a blessing of earthly abundance. That's what the dew of heaven is all about. The fatness of the earth. Plenty of grain and wine. This all speaks of earthly abundance. Now, not only that, in verse 29, you get into the spiritual blessings. Let the people serve you and nations bow down to you. Be master over your brethren and let your mother's son bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you and blessed be those who bless you. Now, the blessing of being masters, we know that Jesus' lordship was a servant leadership, a servant lordship. So when we hear this thing about be the master, we always think, yes, power, control. No. Jesus, as the King of kings and Lord of lords, died to serve humanity. God's Blessing of being a master in the kingdom is actually one of giving up your life so that others may have life. It's textbook servant leadership. And so if God has given you a position of authority, that is not for you to wield for power's sake. That is for you to submit to the authority of Jesus to serve people in His name. Jesus is the ultimate servant leader. And we are called to the same thing. Now, After this blessing in verse 30, it says, Now it happened as soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, and Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father, that Esau, his brother, came in from hunting. He also had made savory food and brought it to his father and said to his father, Let my father arise and eat of my son's game that your soul may bless me. And his father, Isaac, said to him, Who are you? And he said, I am your son, your firstborn Esau. Then Isaac trembled exceedingly and said, Who? Where is the one who hunted game and brought it to me? I ate all of it before you came, and I have blessed him, and indeed he shall be blessed. And when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me. Me also, O my father. And he said, Your brother came with deceit and has taken your blessing. And Esau said, Is he not rightly named Jacob Jacob? For he has supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright. And now look, he has taken away my blessing. And he said, have you not reserved a blessing for me? Now it all comes out. Notice Esau forgets that he wanted to give away his birthright. He says, oh, he supplanted me these two times. He's a deceiver. He took my birthright. No, well, Esau actually gave it to him. But it's true, he was deceived of the blessing. Now, In verse 37, Then Isaac answered and said to Esau, Indeed, I have made him your master. And all his brethren I have given to him as servants with grain and wine. I have sustained him. What shall I do now for you, my son? And Esau said to his father, Have you only one blessing, my father? Bless me, me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Then Isaac, his father, answered and said to him, Behold, your dwelling Shall be of the fatness of the earth And of the dew of heaven from above By your sword you shall live And you shall serve your brother And it shall come to pass When you become restless That you shall break his yoke From your neck Notice Isaac's blessing Upon Esau Is seriously different Sure He's going to dwell among The blessings of the earth. But notice by your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother. So we have this idea that this is going to be a man of violence. He's going to serve his brother, but he will break the yoke off of his neck. So we have the descendants of Esau serving. Now it's interesting. When you become restless, you shall break his yoke from your neck. This actually is literally fulfilled in Kings 8, 2 Kings chapter 8, verses 20 to 22, because we know the descendants of Esau were also known as the Edomites. And so you can read about that in 2 Kings chapter 8. Now, in verse 41, so Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father blessed him. And Esau said to his heart, the days of... Of mourning for my father at hand, then I will kill my brother Jacob. And the words of Esau, her older son, were told to Rebekah. So she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said to him, Surely your brother Esau comforts himself concerning you by intending to kill you. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice, arise, flee to my brother Laban in Haran, and stay with him a few days until your brother's fury turns away. Until your brother's anger turns away from you And he forgets what you have done to him Then I will send and bring you from there Why should I be bereaved also of you both in one day And Rebekah said to Isaac I am weary of my life because of the daughters of Heath If Jacob takes a wife of the daughters of Heath Like these who are the daughters of the land What good will my life be to me? So, what happens now, and this sets us up for going forward, is that Esau wants to kill Jacob. He's angry. He's like, Look, when my father dies, when we're done mourning, I'm going to kill Jacob. I'm tired of this. Rebecca knows about it. She tells Jacob, Listen, your brother comforts himself by intending to kill you. So, I want you to flee to Haran, to my brother Laban, and stay there until your brother cools off. And that sets the stage. Realistically, for what's going to go on in Genesis chapter 28 and 29 and following. I want to close with the simple reality that what a man sows, that he will also reap. See, Jacob is deceiving. And you're going to find in the coming chapters that Jacob's also going to be deceived by Laban. Laban's going to lie to Jacob And keep him in servitude for 14 years And the reality is this Grace means we get what we don't deserve But at the same time At the same time We have to remember That whatever you sow You're going to reap If you sow good things Then you're going to reap good things If you sow lies Then when lies come back around again You shouldn't be surprised Now you know, people call it karma. That's the new agey word for it. But the reality is, is Jesus said we should do unto others as we'd have them do unto us, right? That's the golden rule. And it's important to realize that. That Jacob is sowing deceitfulness. And he's going to get that in return. And so it's so important for us. We need to do God's work in God's way. Amen? We need to, to live our lives as we know God would have us live. And we'll trust God with the results. We don't have to orchestrate the results. God doesn't really need our help in that way.
1: Jesus is real. Esau mourned when his blessing was taken after Jacob tricked Isaac into giving him the birthright. Even though he pleaded with his father, it was too late for Esau. This is not the first time lies have messed up things for this family. Even though God has been faithful, they still make mistakes. What they sow, they will reap as well, which is an important lesson for us too. Even when there's grace, our messes leave a trail. Giving is one of the central themes in the Bible. Believe it or not, it's the main subject of nearly half of the parables that Jesus taught. Like prayer and serving others, money is an outlet of spiritual power. When it's released into ministry, God does amazing things with it. To understand what it means to be a Christ follower, we must also understand what it means to be a giver. Please prayerfully consider becoming a monthly supporter of Jesus is Real Radio. For more information, log on to Jesusisrealradio.com.
0: Jesus is Real Radio is the radio ministry of Daniel Fusco of Crossroads Community Church. The messages that you hear each day here on Jesus is Real Radio were produced for messages that Pastor Daniel shared on Sunday mornings and the midweek study. It's our prayer that this teaching from God's Word blessed and encouraged you in your walk with Jesus Christ.
1: Now be sure and tune in next time as we look at how Jacob's deception of Esau isn't the end of the lies that this family faces. Jacob is forced to leave his parents and embark on a journey of his own. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast of Jesus is Real Radio.